revealed to us the second sign of his coming. I mean the second time the second sign of the end times. His second coming is another event. But the first event to take place is the rapture of the church. Not tribulation, not the second coming of Christ, but the rapture happens first. And if I was you, I wouldn't make myself comfortable in this world. Because this world is about to end very soon. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 through 23, and we read. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Dear Lord, we give you thanks, honor, and glory for your precious word. We ask you through your Holy Spirit to lead us into it. Allow us to be instructed, allow us to be corrected, and allow us to be set free to preach your word accordingly. Father, we thank you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Church of God says, you may be seated. It's obvious that the second sign is false prophets. Write that down. The first sign that we spoke about in the last couple of weeks was the sign that many will be offended. Today we enter the second sign. Now you might say, Pastor, the Bible tells me a lot of events are going to take place. Yes, that is true. But I want to focus on four signs that you can see with your eyes. Because if we get deep into the Bible and you're not spiritually ready for that, you can get confused. That's why the book of Revelation has been misinterpreted, misquoted by many. And I don't want to lead you there. But if you want to get deep, just give me a phone call, buy me a cup of coffee, and we can hang out all night. I ain't going to hear too many amens today. God is good. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 11... Jesus says, many false prophets will arise and deceive many, meaning the majority. You have to be careful what you're receiving. You got to be careful what you open yourself up to. Because whatever you open yourself up to, you will receive that. We're living in a generation where it's okay to smoke uh, marijuana. It's okay, God created it. God did not intend for you to smoke marijuana because if he did, he'll put a big chimney in that big forehead of yours. But they believe that and they take scriptures out of contact. That is the spirit of error that's in this generation. Oh, God cannot judge. God loves me. It's okay for me to be a homosexual. No, it's not. God instituted the marriage, man and woman, period. You are no one or anyone to change that. But we can't say that in the church. We're considered as square. Layman terms today, you know, they call us square. You know, like they call us salty. Instead of saying you're offended, they say, you know, you're salty. Now, if you live by the code of God, now you're called a square. You're not open. I wonder why we shouldn't be open. I'd rather be called a square than go to hell and be in a square. Amen? God is good. The Bible teaches us that the majority, meaning that even those that are called by God, are going to turn to this philosophy made of men, but fueled by the devil. 
Anything that takes you away from the word of God, it is false. The word of God describes his nature and his character. We are to submit to it, period. Not compromise it, not making accommodate accommodate the word to make us feel good in our error. And many today are falling into the trap or into the bait of the enemy, making you believe that you are right when you're not. All of us have to have people who hold us accountable. I'm a pastor with authority, under authority. I'm held accountable for every word that comes out of my mouth. Not only by God, but by my apostle, by my peers, by the people that I trust, by the people that I know want the best for me. So they tell me what's wrong with me. They don't approve everything that I say because they love me too much. If everyone applauds you, they are with you committing the same sin that you are committing. There are accomplices with you. We got to be careful the way we teach this. We got to be careful that we don't fall for this. That's why God is bringing it to our attention. The second sign is false prophets and teachers. Write that down. For the record, false prophets and teachers have existed from the beginning of time. But the Bible says that in the end times, there will be an acceleration. There'll be more false teachings than ever. You can see it today in YouTube. Oh, there's a lot of YouTube pastors preaching falsely. And everyone giving them a thumbs up and holding them accountable. For example, I have a friend of mine, and I hope he's listening because I love you, brother. He had the nerves to say to me, I stopped going to my church because my pastor was approving of certain things. And I didn't agree with that. And I said, you stopped going to church because of that? Why didn't you pray for your pastor? Because I know your pastor is a man of God. And I know sometimes pastors, we, we, we're, lenient. We, we're very lenient sometimes. We want to help people out, so we give them a break from time to time. But many of us don't compromise. So, so I said to him, so, so what's the issue? Oh, yeah, you know, he, he, he knows about a certain situation, and he's not addressing it. And I said, how do you know if he's not addressing it? Well, that's a good question, Pastor. I said, are they participating in the altar? He said, no. Are there leaders? No. Then what's the big deal? While he was saying that to me, he had the nerves to look at a woman that was passing by, his eyes locked to this lady's booty. And he looked at her while he's married and he's in church and he left it. And he's like, oh. And I looked at him and said, oh. And I correct, and right there, I correct, and I said, you got a problem with your pastor and you lusting after this woman? Well, you don't, no, 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 no. Let's go to the Bible, preacher man. You want to pass judgment? Let's go to the Bible. It says that if a man lusts after another woman, come on. And he said, oh, Pastor Jose, you're too deep. That's why I don't go to your church. I told him, I don't want you to go to my church. You know why? You know why? Because you don't belong there. You belong with your pastor. He's the one who has called you and lead you. And I'm going to call him and I'm going to let him know what you've been doing. We hold each other accountable. God bless you if you're watching me. I didn't mention your name so you can't sue me. You know, we're living in a time right now where right is wrong and wrong is right. A famous rapper passed away recently. My condolences to him and his family. And many of you know of this rapper. I'm not going to mention his name. And many people took it, took it to, to go on to social media and, and, and say a lot of good things about this man. Now, I respect his faith, and I believe that if he repented, he went to heaven. But according to the terms and conditions that he was found, likely he didn't. Because you can't be sinning expecting to go to heaven. It doesn't work that way. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? And, and, and people started saying, all dogs go to heaven. 
Dogs don't go to heaven. There is no spirit in animals. That's why animals are vulnerable. Someone can use an animal to do a good thing or to do a bad thing. Animals don't go to heaven. In matter of fact, the Bible says that a dog will go back to his vomit. That's scripture. That's deep. You don't want to hear that. So who am I to say that all dogs go to heaven? Now I pray for this man, his family. I understand that they're going through a difficult, hard time. But I'm very careful because I don't want to be called by God for making a judgment that's not true. Another rapper went on Instagram and said, you know, Brother, we love you here on earth. We love the way you pray. You know, the Holy Spirit is revealing to me that you're in heaven while he's smoking a joint. He has the... And people, thumbs up. Yo, that was deep. Yo, that was... Really? You will know them by their... You will know them by their... You will know them by their... Period. You can't preach to me something you ain't living. How are you going to give me counseling, marriage counseling, when you divorce? That don't make no sense. You see how gullible we are? How are we talking to people when we ain't divorced yet? What's the spirit of healing, of revelation, of conviction? Get yourself right before the Lord. Now get mad and get angry. But let me tell you something. We're saving you from the pits of hell. The biggest lie the devil ever told the world is that he never existed. Something that doesn't exist you can't fight against. But the devil is alive and well. And he's taking a generation to hell because he knows that the clock is ticking. We need to stop playing church and being the church because the signs are obvious. We are seeing an acceleration of false prophets, of false teachers on YouTube, on Facebook, on TikTok, and no one is stepping up and correcting them. Why? How can you correct something that you know you ain't living by? Because the demon that's in that person is going to check you. They're going to say, wait a minute, but you're doing the same thing I'm doing. You're just a little discreet about it. Give God a round of applause in his house. Matthew chapter 24, verse 24 says, and this is Jesus saying, For false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders and will deceive, even if possible, the elect. Now, these false prophets and false teachers are so crafty with their words and with their behaviors that it's hard for you to pick it up. But I learned some things around the way. I learned some things, and we're going to be talking about that in the next coming up weeks. Amen? But signs and wonders are referred to as experiences that are perceived to be divine or supernatural interventions or manifestations such as power. And sometimes many of us fall under this perception because we don't question it. And how do you question it? You pray to God to reveal it to you. Is that pastor right with you, Lord? Am I eating the right word? What was that all about? There, there's a, a co-worker of mine. Every time he sees me, he says, Pastor Jose, <laughs> how you doing? And I'm very sarcastic. <laughs> how are you doing? And he goes, you know, watching these pastors on YouTube and and and. and, and in, in Africa, doing all kinds of crazy things. And, and, and he was sharing with me some of these videos, how pastors have women come to the altar, take off their underwears. Excuse me, young kids who are here, but this is a reality. And exchange their underwears for prayer underwears that they have. They're, they're shoving things in, in people. They're saying things. That is spiritual witchcraft. That's not of God. But this is happening right now in Africa. And it's accelerating. I don't need... To be honest with you, the word of God is enough to heal you. I don't even need to touch you. 
Now, there's going to be times where the Holy Spirit might tell you to touch, to place hands, but I don't need to place hands in private places. What's up with that? According to the Bible, there was a woman with an issue of blood. She touched Jesus and got healed. Jesus didn't go up her skirt. Hello, hello. This church ain't rated PG. We rated R, rated for religious. Come on, come on, come on, help me. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. You should question that. Prayer underwears. What kind of nonsense is that? You better pray that somebody might not take off theirs and show a couple streak marks in them. Uh-uh, uh-uh, yeah, yep, exactly. What do you mean, Pastor? First John chapter 4, verse 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test every spirit to see whether they're from God. Many false prophets will come out into the world. That's Bible. I got a spiritual radar, man, and it gets better throughout the years. I, I used to get conned all the time. Now, it, it's hard for me to get conned nowadays. I ask a lot of questions. And I go to the spirit force. I go to God first, and I begin to ask God, God, there's something funny about this brother. There's something funny about this sister. There's something, about, there's something there. Please reveal it to me and help me help them. Amen? But I don't want to come in contact with that stuff. I don't want to say amen. I don't want to, because I, myself, by saying amen, I'm saying it's okay, when in reality it's not okay. So I am also a partaker of that. So be careful. When you say or use the word amen, amen simply means it's true or let it be so. When you say amen, you become a partaker of whatever is being said or being delivered. So be very careful. Don't say amen to everything. If you're watching someone on YouTube and you're watching someone on TV, I'm not against that. But bring your Bible with you and the Holy Spirit. Come on. Let me see what this brother's saying. Uh-huh. Those words don't match these words. What's this? What's this all about? What's this? That's how you know. Amen. Thank you. Be watchful and discern wisely every spirit unless you become a victim or an accomplice. Now, there's a lot of people with, with, who are church hurt because they never test spirits. They believed every preacher in every church. Let me tell you something. I got news for you. Not every church was called by God. Not every church is ordained by God. They might have some similarities, but the Spirit of God is not there. Just because you carry a cross, or you walk with a cross, or you got a cross in front of your church, doesn't mean that God is there. That cross could actually be an X, and you don't even know it. Like God X'd out that church. But no, they sing good there. They sing good. They, get, they sing so good. Oh, my God, that I can't wait next week to go in there and sing. The preaching is all right. It's about 20 minutes. I like it. It's very encouraging. But then when I get home, I want to drink some beer, and I'm going to beat up my wife. Pretend y'all have a problem with me. Test the spirit, says the Bible. Be watchful and discernful. And discern wisely. Amen? So that you don't become a victim or an accomplice. Accomplice are people that see wrong and don't say nothing. Like my friend, I saw him doing that. What good is it me calling him later so that he could justify that? I caught him right in the act. Now, I didn't embarrass him in front of anyone, but I told him right there and then. Now, he probably didn't like that. That's okay. That's fine. But I don't like the way he talks about his pastor when he's out here doing something else. I know his pastor. His pastor is a man of God. Are you hearing me? But when we say, oh, that's okay, that's not my place, then why did God show it to you in the first place? So that you can do something about it. Sometimes we complain, we say, man, somebody should do something about that. Guess what? You're the day. You're supposed to be holding me accountable as a pastor. Are you hearing me? God is good. I developed these traits 
a long time ago before I became a Christian. I used to love rap music. But I was in it not for the beat. I was in it for the lyrics. Y'all generation today is in it for the beat. So they say it a bunch of nonsense and y'all dancing to it. Y'all don't even know what they say. My generation was a lyrical generation. You couldn't be an MC if you didn't know how to rap. And that means you had a rhyme. Not, not this nonsense you hear today. Yo, she's hot. Yo, she's hot. Yo, he's hot. Yo, how in the world is that creativity for real, man? Like, how, how can you have a million hits on something so stupid like that? Because today's generation will be gullible. Like, I, 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 I used to like MCs that really took my brain and, and made me go beyond the poetry, go beyond the rhyming, and, and go behind the hidden message. To discern what the rapper was really saying. Now I don't need discernment. I just need patience. You in the store and they're playing that song like, Ay, señor, dame paciencia. <laughs> For real. Like, ill. It, it makes you not even want to go back to the world. <laughs> Which we ain't. In worship music, we got to be careful. We get hooked with the catchy hook. We get hooked with the catchy hook. And we don't check the lyrics. Not every Christian singer is singing to God. They're singing to your emotions. And you got to be careful. You got to catch the hook. There are songs that have double meaning. And then you get mad when pastor said, I don't want this in the altar. You know why I don't want it in the altar? Because whatever it came through them is going to radiate here. And we don't want that. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't want somebody singing a song that has a double meaning or, 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 or let alone it, it's not inspired by God. It just uses the name of God. Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 says, Watch out for false prophets. They will come in sheep's clothing and inward, and inward there are ravished wolves. Now check this scripture out. Pay close attention. Wolves and what? You see, when we read this, we automatically assume the pastor. But I've seen a lot of wolves in the pews than in the pulpits. I have seen that. Pastor, why do you say that? I say that because this is true. The real service is after church. What's being said? Oh, did you hear that? Did you see that? Instead of praying for your brothers and sisters, now you come and treat the... You you become to raid, give a raiding to the service. That's the real service, the after service. And there are many false prophets in the pews than in the pulpits. These are the people that tell the people other things that the pastor ain't really saying. Why? Because they love attention and they love everyone to be drawn onto them. If they have control over them, then they have gain. We got to be careful with that. We were at a youth service this past Friday. Amen. Well, my young people at? Woo, woo, woo. My ride or die Christian gang. Went to this youth service. In layman's term, it was popping. It was hot. What's the other word? There's another word that I use. What's the word? It was on fire. It was lit. Lot of kids. That's good when you get kids on a Friday night. I, I know that this generation is tough, but to get them on a Friday night under the same building, that's hard. It's like nowadays you got to bribe them to come to church. I'll have some candy for you at the church. Yeah, yeah. And when they get there, they where the candy? After service. Ah. But we were there, right? And the preacher went up. And she said something that struck a nerve. 
right from the get, right, right, right from the door. She was testifying how she was a Backstreet Boys fan for many years. And then she had the nurse to say, how many of you used to like the Backstreet Boys? And I'm over here like, Backstreet Boys? You serious? We the Jodeci generation. Don't listen to Backstreet Boys. It rubbed me the wrong way, like, yo, don't come up here testifying about no Backstreet Boys. We the front boys. We the Jodeci boys. You know what I'm saying? We, don't, we, don't, we the guys that your mama and your dad, it, it, we, we bring nightmares into the table. That, that was the generation I grew up. But then I said, you know, I'm just going to let it go. And I began to pray and intercede. I didn't take it personal, okay? It just, when she said that, it just struck a nerve. God is still working with me. And I began to pray and intercede, and I, and I said to her, and I said, you know what? This service serves a purpose. Why? Because there's souls here that need God. And I began to pray that God will use, you, use her to minister to every youth. Why? Because every soul matters. And, and sometimes we come to church, and if the pastor or the minister, whoever's up there, says something that we don't like, we get upset, we get angry. And instead of being a participator, we become player haters. Yes, your pastor became a player hater for a minute. God convicted me, the spirit. And I began to pray. And it was awesome. And some lies were given to God. Even my life was ministered to. I fell on the ground. Praise God. Hallelujah. Holler back. Sometimes you need to fall back to get right back up. Oh, that's deep. I'm about to spit six bars in this place. Amen. But as God works with us, sometimes he works with us in mysterious ways because we are still his vessels. We never are going to reach a level of perfection, but we should live a, a, a level at least that gets up there. Amen. Why not perfection all the way? Because we're human. We're, we're fueled by emotions, feelings, and everything else. So we got to be careful. But we also have to be attentive that we don't become a stumbling block like Prophet uh, Melly was prophesying up here when the Holy Spirit was showing to her. Sometimes we got to look ourselves in the mirror. So this morning, I, I, we've been fasting for the next 10 days. Amen. Praise God for those who are fasting for the next 10 days. Amen. And, and I got up and I went to my prayer room. I love my prayer room. Man, I tell you, the Holy Spirit get a hold of me in there. I come out differently. So I went up there and I was praying. And I said, God, you know, I, I, I want you to work with me. I'm tired. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that I need you to work with me. You know, please, Lord, work with me. I gave him the legal right to start working with me. And I, and I said, Lord, you know, something that bothers me is that a lot of people that I know always say that I'm repetitive, that I repeat stuff too much. And the reason why I come to you, because the last person that told me that was my boss. Now, if my boss is telling me that I'm repeating myself too much, then the signs are there. So I want to own up to it. So I said, Holy Spirit, why is it that I repeat myself a lot? And the Holy Spirit said this to me. He said, the reason why you repeat yourself so much is because people do not respect when you said it once. I was like, what? He said, people do not respect it when you said it the first time. That's why you repeat yourself. Because the moment you say something, they go behind your back and say something else. Now, the Holy Spirit went a little deeper and said, that's spiritual witchcraft. Why? Because when you open up yourself to say something else that someone said differently then deception comes in. So you are bringing deception in the midst. So the reason why you repeat yourself is because the people that you talk to do different behind your back. They don't respect what you say because they don't like it. Let me tell you something. I respect you every day, any day. I don't have to like what you say to me, but I have to respect it. Because honor gives honor. And a lot of you are not receiving honor because you are so disrespectful when others tell you not to do that. Are you hearing me? You are a false teacher. You are a false teacher. You are a false prophet. 
Because you say one thing and then you do another. And then you get mad when others correct you. My family knows me. I'm known as a square. I'm not going to embrace that. But I'm known as that. I'm boring. I eat the same meals every day. I hum. I get on people's nerves because I hum. I hum. People get. But you know what? I love God. I'm not sinning. I ain't smoking no weed. I ain't drinking no liquor. I ain't popping nobody. And for layman's terms, you know what that means. I ain't sleeping with nobody else but my wife. Amen. I'm going to make that clear. Springfield is very small. Somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows something about it. Uh, 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 Hello. 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 We ain't living in New York City. Here in Springfield, they know your profile. They know what you said whenever you said what you said. Uh, Hello. Walking in the mall not too long ago, I had a baseball cap on. I had a mask on. Somebody called me out of nowhere and said, Pastor Jose, I got scared. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was window shopping. You know, Pastor love window shopping. I just love walking in the stores and just look. And Pastor Millie just gets upset, but that's okay because I'm just dreaming. I'm a dreamer. I'm like Joseph. If I had the money, I would buy that. And then she'll bring me to reality. And she says, you got the money. You just don't want to spend it. You're right. You are right. If it ain't free, it ain't for Jose. One time I remember, (laughs) there was a sale, 90% off the original price, and I still wanted a discount. I'm surprised the cashier didn't say, oh, he all paid for it. Here, get out. Leave. I'm very frugal, amen. Very frugal. But check this out. When you're clear with people, people will respect you. I'm very clear with my immediate family and my extended family and the church family. This is who I am. This is what I like and this is what I don't like. I don't ask you to like it, but I ask you to respect it. First of all, respect my space. Do not move next to me. People say, well, you can't stop people from moving next to you. But that's okay. But I can move. I can move. You can move next to me and I'll move out. Because you ain't respecting me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm a person that I love conversation. I love good conversation and people that can carry a conversation. I can't hang with people that cannot carry a conversation. That boils me. I know God is still working with me. But that boils me. You ever met people that cannot carry a conversation? They call you and they just call you just to call you. I just call you. For what? For nothing. Just wanted to see what you were doing. Well, right now, you're getting on my nerves. Oh, why are you getting upset, Pastor? Because I'm trying to cut the grass, and you calling me, and you holding me up. I ain't trying to be here all day. As a matter of fact, I can't hear you. The lawnmower just turned on. Can you hear that? Oh, signal. Be clear. Can you help me today? I feel like I'm by myself up here. She said, it's all you, Pastor. She ain't even trying to look. Come on, give God a round of applause. You know, it's evil when you know something about somebody and you still do it. That's evil. That's very evil. Learn how to respect people. Learn how to respect the decisions that they make. Even though you might not agree with it, so be it. And don't be a jerk or a jerk about it and, tell, and turn around and say, I told you so. No, that is evil too. 
Because in the midst of someone making a decision that you don't like, you get down on your knees and you pray that the Holy Spirit will reach them in the midst of their confusion, in the midst of their dilemma, and that God can rescue them accordingly to the way that he wants to. Your testimony is different than my testimony. My testimony is different than your testimony. But our testimonies serve a purpose because when you begin to speak about what God done over your life and I begin to speak, we get together and we get empowered by it. The church is supposed to edify, restore, touch. Trust me when I tell you, I've been in in my office and and I have said with people that it breaks my heart, but I got to tell them the truth. I got to tell them the truth. If I really love them, I can't mislead them. And I expect you to tell me the truth too. Amen. Pastor, I didn't like this about you, but I'm still here. I just want to work that out. Oh, let's work it out. Let's work it out. Let's work it out. You want to put a remix to it? We'll put a song to it. I'll walk it out. I'll walk it out. I'll walk it out. You know what I'm saying? We could walk it out together. Uh, you don't have to play that song because we don't know that song. I just heard it. I was at Walmart and it was, it was on, the, on the intercom. You know, it's funny, you, you know, you look like a square when your kids are dancing to this music, and, and you're like, what is this song? And they're like, really? Really, you don't know what that song is? No, I don't. No, I don't know. No, I don't. Because I'm tuned to something different. Cardi B don't play in my car, brother. Migos ain't my amigos, trust me. Trust me, that's how we roll. We don't roll here like that. I don't even have a CD player in my car. I got an A-track. We go way back. I don't have an A-track. I just said it just to say it. I want it. Can, can we find an A-track on, on, on eBay and install it in my car? That will be hot. Them big old cassettes. You remember them big old cassettes? Woo! I remember when my mom used to throw those cassettes. She was the first DJ. Now she used to throw them. She make the record skip. <laughs> Amen. What is a false teacher or a false prophet? First of all, they're liars. Write that down. They take advantage of gullible people. They tell people what they want to hear rather than what they should hear. That's a false prophet and a false teacher. And we see that all the time. People telling people what they want to hear rather than the truth. If you're not careful, you fall under that category. Are are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, there's a way to go about things. But in all reality, don't compromise it. If somebody asks you your opinion, be straightforward with it. With love. Season it with salt. That's what Paul says. Season it. You know, we Spanish, man. That's in our blood. Sofrito. Sazón, adobo, cilantro, oregano, que sea goya. And if you want to be a little crispy, con masola, no está sola. You put some oil on it, baby. Now, for those that didn't understand what I was saying, see me after service and I'll translate it. It won't sound the same. It won't taste the same, but it's finger licking good. Amen. I always understood that in the end times, there was going to be an acceleration and it was going to be hard to defend the truth. And it's going to be hard to defend the truth because what was wrong is right and right is wrong and and so forth. But let me tell you something. After a while, when you stand on God's truth and principles, people will respect that. I don't tell many people that I'm a pastor. They find out through social media, and when they speak to me, they, 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 they catch themselves as they're ready to swear. I didn't ask for that. That's respect. Because they, what they see is what they get. I'm not at work one thing and at the church I'm another. I'm not at home, another thing, and I'm another thing here. No, no, my wife, look how beautiful I got my wife. Shoot. I said, baby, I, your nails, and she's like, 
I don't have no chavos. That means he don't have no money. I say, I got you, baby. Go ahead. She checks me. I check her. But imagine if we were both off. Who the heck are we leading? If you don't lead your own house, you can't lead God's house. God is good. Amen. There are five signs of a false prophet and false teacher. And I want you to write these down and then we're going to close. In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to show you more discernment, how to discern false prophets and how to avoid not to fall in that. But I want to give you five signs of a false prophet or false teacher. Number one, they hate being rebuked and disciplined. That's number one. And that's according to Matthew chapter 15, verses 12 through 14. Look at it in your own time. They hate accountability. You ever met people that go to church and hold a position, and the moment you're going to confront them about something, they get upset? What, what's the biblical verse they use? Do not use God's anointing. Do not touch God's anointing. And, and they live behind that scripture. But the Bible says that we are to ha- hold each other accountable. So you can't justify your behavior by a scripture that's being misquoted and misused by you. Hello? Number two, they adore their followers. They love big crowds. They got church clicks. They're in a church in a click. (laughs) I'm the click breaker in this church. I introduce everybody to everybody. I'll be like, how you met this, how you met so-and-so, how you met so-and-so? Yo, get his number, get her number, get, I'll, I'll break that up quick. Are, are you hearing me? Why, I don't want no clicks in this church. I, I, I want a church that's healthy, that when we see each other in Walmart, we greet each other, and we don't treat each other like strangers. You ever been in churches where people, when they see each other in, in the streets, they... Nah, that's not God's church. I, w- I want to be the kind of brother that if I'm driving down the street and I see you with a flat, I stop to help you. Rather than just keep driving. We got to be careful with church cliques. Because they tend to crep- creep in. And, and the Bible says that in the end times, they will creep in. But you know, it, it, it's like now... We're, we're growing the grass. Everything green is coming out. But there's some weeds coming out. There, there's a spray for that. And I begin to spray. I brought that spray to church. It's called uh, killing false prophets and false teachers. And I sprayed it in every chair. I'm the click killer. <laughs> God is good. Number three. Pride is the fuel that fuels them. If they're not recognized, they're not happy. If they go to a church and they're sitting in the audience and they're not being acknowledged, they they upset. They upset. Got to be careful with pride. Pride will lead you to destruction. Are you hearing me, church? They want people to know them first before God. We're seeing that a lot. That's deep. I'm going to say it again. They want to be known first before God. You got to be careful with that. That, that. that will definitely destroy you. Nah, nah, nah. I walk in the church, whether you recognize me or not, I'm still going to enjoy myself. Because I'm, I'm there to worship God. But if you don't acknowledge them, they're, they're upset. Pride is their fuel. Number four. They know the Bible just enough to twist the words. You hear people who will literally preach to you a sermon that they ain't living. I remember a few years ago, we were um, talking about maybe 20 years ago, we were car shopping. And, you know, you know me. I had my Ultima. You remember that, Minister Eddie? That Ultima? A lot of memories in that car. And we pulled up. To a car dealership. And you know, I had all my Christian bumper stickers, you know. <laughs> Holy roller. Plate say Jesus. Bumper sticker say Jesus. 
when they'll say Jesus. <laughs> My forehead says Jesus. We pulled up, and I wanted the honest opinion from a salesman. You know how these salesmen are. And he said, oh, I'm a, I'm a Christian too. You know, I could help you get a car. And I looked at Pastor Millie Woods and pastors back then. I said, oh, man, he's a Christian, man. He's going to help us get a car. And, and I'm all excited. <laughs> I don't know what happened to this guy, but he became so vulnerable. He had the nurses to lit up a cigarette in front of us. <laughs> and I'm looking at Pastor Millie. We, we, we knew to this to a certain extent, but that don't make no sense. And I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> he saw us driving. A false prophet will see you and pray on you. He saw the stickers. He saw the bumper. He said, wait a minute, I'm going to hook them by the things that they believe, even though I don't believe them. Ooh, false prophets. They, they, they go around the church and they say, you know, the Holy, the Holy Spirit told me, they don't check in with the pastor, but the Holy Spirit told me you're going to be a pastor. Why you can't tell that to the pastor of the congregation? Didn't Samuel the prophet had to go to Jesse's house first before he anointed David? Is God a God of order or What? How can somebody anoint you without talking to your spiritual father? Even if your spiritual father don't like it because Jesse didn't like it. Jesse brought up all his sons. But the Lord said, I want that kid. That one after my own heart. That one. And I'm telling you first before I tell him. Little clicks in the church. Oh, your your pastor don't know. No, that's disorder. Period, period. I don't care what you call that. Before God brings down any pastor, he will tell him first, your days are number. Your days are number. Oh, that's not true? Go into the Bible, Old Testament. King Hezekiah, the Lord said, I'm going to kill you. You go, get prepare your house. I'm going to smoke you. He said, no, no, but give me 15 more years. And God gave him 15 more years, and he gave birth to some of the baddest kings that Israel is suffering today. From J-Bone to J-Bone to Bonehead and Bonehead and so forth. All the Boneheads he gave birth to. That's why when God tells you your number's up, go. Because you probably will be giving birth to things that shouldn't be giving birth to. When your number's up, your number's up. I I just want to make sure that when God calls me, Everything that he has given me is released to this earth. I don't want to take that to heaven. I don't want to go to heaven and be giving testimonies that I should be giving here. And, and matter of fact, I ain't even going to get the mic in heaven. I'm going to sit down with the angels and we're going to look at the king and we're going to worship the king. And that's all we're going to do. Ain't nobody, oh, here comes Pastor Jose Martinez from the Resurrection Center. Ain't going to happen in heaven. Ain't going to be no hype man in heaven. Hyping you up. Oh, we've been waiting for you. We've been waiting. Oh, oh, oh. Where about? Where? Oh. No, ain't going to be none of that. I'm like, sit down. Well, praise the king. Ain't nobody want to hear about what you, who you is and who you was. It's, it's him. Him, the king. The I am. The I am. The I am. The I am. This ain't about you. This is about God. Many false prophets. People, like a bunch of spiritual groupies, if, 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 the, if he ain't talking, I ain't going. For real? For real? Who made him or her God? Hello? Number five. They avoid strong elders. What is an elder? An elder is an example of, to the church members, a teacher, a, 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 uh, who gives pastoral care, who prayers. This is somebody... In the church, in position, that people look up to. A false prophet and a false teacher will always avoid them. They'll go to the weakest link. No, I don't want pastora. I don't want uh, Sister Jolanda to pray for me. I want you to pray for me. And you haven't been in church for weeks. Come on, talk to me. Why they don't want to go to pastor? Why they don't want to go to... Uh, uh, why? Because pastor knows. I, I know who comes and who doesn't come. You might think I don't know, but I do know. Now, I respect if you don't want to come. That's up to you. But I'm going to keep praying for you. 
But when you come to my office and ask me for advice, <laughs> make sure you spray yourself down with some a lot of butter. Because you're going to need to slip your way out of that office. Because by the time we're done with you, you're going to have a different perspective of who God is. God ain't nothing to fool with. God ain't nothing to play with. God is righteous. And God will vindicate his name. A lot of churches are going to close. They're playing with God. They're playing with fire. They're prophesying. They're saying a bunch of things when God has not said nothing. God's name should not be taken in vain. Be careful how you use God's name. Why, when people come up to me and they be like, oh, pastor, you know, the Lord spoke to me and I want you to... To know what he said to me. The first thing I said. Well let's pray first. Because God is a great communicator. Before he speaks to you. He's going to speak to me too. How does he speak to me? Through the spirit. He will bring a confirmation. That's why I stopped saying amen to everything. And when people want to leave the church. I let them go. You know why? Because I'm not going to hold you back from your mess. If you want to go, that's, that's fine. As much as it hurts me, I still love you, but I love you enough to release you. Because I know sooner or later you're going to come to your senses and you're going to end up right back in the same place that you abandoned. There's nothing more frustrating in life. You see, the older you get, how many people in this building are over 40? You remember there was a time in our age when we were 20? That we used to go to the store and there'd be, be to be like, yo, in aisle 10, they're going to be giving away knives. And we will go over there and we will stand in line for our knife. And they're giving us this whole lecture about, give me that knife. You know, when you get 40, I ain't got time for that. You going to give it to me or not? You remember when we were 20? A whole disclosure. A whole disclosure. For real, man. When you get older, do we have time for that? When my people, they're over 40, stand up. Stand up. Without a shame, stand up. Look at your neighbor and say, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for no false teaching. Ain't nobody got no time for no false prophet. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. You don't have to be 40, but if you got wisdom like 40, stand up. There you go. You got wisdom like you're 40, stand up. Y'all making me look old because I said, you know, you're over 40. Okay, some of y'all ain't 40, but y'all got more wisdom than somebody that's 40 years old. Trust me, tell it, tell it, tell it like it is. Amen. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. When you get older, you appreciate time. Somebody holding you up in a, in a store trying to sell you something that you don't know you don't want. You're like, peace, deuces, man. I got time for this. My wife sent me here for some chicken. I'm coming home with an AC. We got about three of them at home. But this one is better. No, no, no. You know what's better? The light bill. The light bill's better. That, that's what I'm talking about. Let us be on our feet. God bless everyone who's been watching us through Facebook, YouTube. We bless you. May you continue to log in, learn more about us. If you want to know what God is doing, log on to our website, www.resurrectionspringfield.org, or follow us on social media at all platforms at TRC413. Amen. Now, we laughed, we cried, and we got exposed. 